Welcome to another episode of Charger Overtime. My name is Caleb, and this is a this is a little different podcast. It's a solo pod, if you will. Uh, I'm all by myself, and we'll be looking at uh, a lot of sports that have been going on. I mean, we have literally every sport going on. Obviously, the World Series just ended, so that is going to hurt. But the NBA just started. Obviously, we just had the World Series. Um, NFL and the college football are uh, nearing the end. But uh, we're going to start with college football. Uh, last night, the college football playoff committee released their first uh, polls of the year, uh, and uh, it sparked some controversy already. Uh, we'll run through it. Obviously, Georgia number one. There's no question they've been the most dominant team in college football this year, having multiple wins. I mean, there's nothing. There's nothing you can say that they're not number one. They have deserved it, and until they lose, they'll be number one. Uh, and that's probably the only position. That could have been set in stone. Number two, Alabama. Uh, obviously, they lost to Texas A&M earlier in the year, and they are ranked 14th in the nation. So it it makes that loss not look so bad for Alabama since they are number 14. But there are multiple undefeated teams behind them. So having a, already set in the standard that a one-loss team is number two, already picture some things for fans and other people in the world about how this is going to go this year. Number three, Michigan State. They just came off a comeback win against Michigan, down by 16 in the third. Stormed all the way back to beat them. Uh, I I could say that's a well-deserved number three. Um, They've looked good. Obviously, Kenneth Walker, uh, one of the Heisman frontrunners this year, looked very good, five touchdowns against Michigan. Uh, They're eight no. They still have a date with Ohio State later in the year. And I believe Penn State, um, Penn State's their last game of the year. So they still have a lot of room to do. Uh, and obviously the Big Ten Championship, I believe Minnesota is in the lead in, that, in, the, e- or in the West right now, but they still have to get through that to make the playoffs. The, I believe that for them to make it, they have to go undefeated. But number four, we have Oregon. This is where... I don't understand this one. They lost to Stanford, a terrible Stanford team. They're three and five, but they do have a win over Ohio State, which probably raises their ranking. But again, there are three undefeated teams behind them that you could put in front because they haven't lost. But Oregon's four, obviously Ohio State's five. Uh, their best wins Penn State. So again, they really haven't done anything. Obviously, they lost to Oregon, but. They have no wins to propel them against other teams that the committee says has no wins, like Cincinnati. Their best win is Notre Dame. So why they're behind Ohio State, I don't know. They have a much better win on the road against Notre Dame, yet they're still behind them. Yes, they've struggled with Navy, and although the score says they won by 19 against Tulane, they struggled. That was a score points late to make it not look as bad as it really was. But they set a standard that it's obviously style points this year. That is a big thing, which is, uh, I don't know. I don't know how we're going to view that this year. Uh, you would think being undefeated would mean a lot, but um, I guess not this year. Uh, Cincinnati strength of schedule, 94th in the nation, so it's not the best. So they probably have little rigor. Little room for error compared to other teams. Uh, number seven, Michigan just lost to Michigan State. They don't have a marquee win. I guess their best one would be Wisconsin, 
But again, I don't. Yeah, they're number seven with one loss to Michigan State, obviously. So I don't know. The, it, obviously, it's the first week. Everything worked itself out. Michigan still has to go play Ohio State. And based off previous years, they're not going to beat them. So anyone behind them shouldn't worry. Just like Oklahoma, number eight. All the other polls they use in the top four. Um, but the strength of schedule the committee uses, they use the 70th. And obviously, OU has not done very well. But since Caleb Williams has come in, Yes, they struggled against Kansas in the first half, but they outscored Kansas 35-13 to in the second half when OU actually woke up in Lawrence. And then they beat TCU 52-31, to beat Texas Tech this past weekend 52-21. to So I guess the committee is still looking at Oklahoma as a whole team and I guess didn't remember that this quarterback change changed a lot for OU, especially when Caleb Williams came in against Texas. OU outscored Texas since when he came in. When Williams came in, it was 28-7. Obviously, broke that run, make it 28-14. And then Rattler came back in after that run, got a field goal, and that was it. He turned it over the next position he got. So, Williams himself outscored Texas, um, I believe, if my math is correct, along the lines of, let's see, um, 45 to around 45-7, 45-14, I believe. Maybe it's 45-10. But he outscored them by at least 30 points. So I think the committee needs to really reevaluate how they look at Oklahoma. They're a completely different team, Williams, as quarterback. Number nine, Wake Forest, they're undefeated. Uh, and with them being number nine, should they finish 13-0, uh, there's going to be a lot of controversy for the committee if they leave out a 13-0 champion. There's a lot of scenarios where there could be maybe one or two undefeated conference champions where Cleveland Cincinnati in this that are unbeaten and left out, which will really spark the competition with 12-team playoffs. Obviously, we'll run through the rest. Notre Dame's 10, OSU 11, Baylor 12, Auburn 13, A&M 14, BYU 15, Ole Miss 16, Mississippi State, 17. Kentucky, 18. NC State, 19. Minnesota, 20. Wisconsin, 21. Iowa, 22. Fresno State, 23. San Diego State, 24. And Pittsburgh, 25. Um, Yeah, the commit, there's been a lot of, um, I don't know, strong words for uh, these rankings, especially with how they dealt with Oklahoma. Many don't understand why they're behind Michigan because Michigan – they're saying that OU doesn't have a marquee win, but neither does Michigan. So it doesn't make any sense why they're behind them. But everything worked out the way. If OU finishes a 13 no, they're in. There's no no question. They won't leave out a Power 5 conference champion. Um, looking at the slate of the games this weekend, uh, not really many marquee games. Only ranked matchup is Auburn at Texas A&M, which will decide um, a very key battle in the SEC West. If A&M pulls that off, then they're in prime position to go to Atlanta if Alabama loses again. A&M has two losses in uh, conference play right now to Mississippi State, and um, oh, who's the other one? They've lost twice to um, to uh, Arkansas and uh, Mississippi State. 
So they need Bama to lose again, and that could come to Auburn. So if should Auburn beat Bama, A&M to go face Georgia in the ACC championship game. Uh, people I would see on upset alert or upset watch, Ohio State goes to Nebraska. Nebraska's, I don't know, they hung around with Michigan State. They've hung around with mainly all teams, including Oklahoma, but they just haven't been able to pull it off. Um, I don't think they will. But if Ohio State is sleeping on them, then they could come and lose in Lincoln. Wake Forest goes North Carolina. If they're not careful, the undefeated streak will end as fast as they had it. So they got to go take care of business to even get to the ACC title game. They still have Pittsburgh and still have NC State ahead of them. Oklahoma State goes to West Virginia. Um, West Virginia just upset Iowa State, and they looked good over against that defense. So, and Oklahoma State's defense is pretty similar. So, West Virginia could really take advantage and upset Oklahoma State. Purdue beat Iowa a couple weeks ago, host Michigan State. Um, Michigan State's kind of an iffy team. They don't really have a good passing offense. They really got to set up the run game. And if Kenneth Walker's not on, it's really hard for them to move the ball, as we saw with against Indiana and Nebraska. Obviously, we had Auburn A&M. Um, Mississippi State goes to Arkansas. Very interesting game there. Oregon Washington goes to Washington. Uh, Oregon's an iffy team. They haven't looked very dominant all year. And Washington has a pretty good defense, even though that opening week loss to Montana is still there. But they've recovered from that and looked fairly good and uh, could, could spoil Oregon's season. Uh, let's move on to the NFL. Uh, obviously, we have a huge trade. Von Miller is going to L.A., which um, strengthens the NFC North or NFC West, which uh, the Cardinals currently are in first, and they are tied with the Rams, but the Cardinals beat the Rams, so that um, they have a tiebreaker. They still have to play again with one middle there. That makes that rush defense even more potent. So very interesting to see. Other division leaders are the Buccaneers. Ahead of the Saints, uh, Buccaneers have one more win. That's why they're ahead. Packers are ahead of the North, and the Cowboys head in the NFC East. AFC with the Raiders head in the West, Titans in the South. The Ravens are ahead in the North, but that's a tight race between them all. Um, I think all teams are separated by two games, and then the Bills are ahead in the East. Um Trade deadline came and went. There wasn't really any marquee trades besides uh, Von Miller, so everyone's pretty much the same. Injuries are a huge problem for certain teams like the Ravens and the Browns, so we'll see how fast they can get those pieces back and move on. MLB. Braves win the World Series 4-2 to two after winning last night 7-0, to zero. and Solaire, the World Series MVP. Uh, this comes off after the Braves blew the game on Sunday night after going up 4-0 in the first. Finally, they clinch it last night in a impressive hitting performance, 7-0. Um, yeah, Astros once again losing the World Series. So we'll see how the offseason goes. Freddie Freeman, obviously there's a lot of free agents, including him, that are going to the market. It will be interesting to see how that all works out. Um, who knows? A lot of weird things have happened and will be um, postseasons. Uh, the, the NBA just started their season. Um, 
there's been some the East is very odd. All the favorites after off the slow starts, the Nets starting off four and three, Bucks four and four, the Celtics are two and five, the Hawks are four and three, the Heat and the Bulls, they're six and one, leading the East. The Knicks are five and two, the Wizards are five and two. So obviously it's the beginning of the year. Teams are some teams start better than others. I expect the Nets and the Hawks and the Bucks to turn it around, finish the top three or so in the East. Um, but I don't know. The Bulls look really good. So did the Heat. So it could be very interesting watching that, how that unfolds. Um, in the West, pretty similar last year. The Jazz Warriors one and two. The Warriors are back. Getting some getting Clay Thompson back is obviously huge. Uh, the Lakers are third. Uh, obviously, the Thunder. Came back and beat the Lakers after going down by 26, but that's the only one of the year. Um, and obviously, we as Thunder right now, we need draft picks. So, one in six is not bad. I know winning is a lot, but we're kind of wanting to lose right now. So, going one in six, not, not a bad thing at all. We also have the Clippers pick this year. They're off to a very slow start, two and four on the year. So, it would be very nice to have two very high draft picks. Uh and then, air to talk football. They're nine and zero. Last regular season game is tomorrow, November fourth, against Mount St. Marys. They've already clinched the district championship, and are looking next week to play Paul's Valley in the playoffs. But they still have to go to Mount St. Marys tomorrow. Look to go ten and zero. Mount St. Marys, you know, not the best teams to face, like most of the schedule that air to has had, but. Hall has averaged 45.4 points per game and only given up 16. So even against the, the two teams that we that we would say were like previews of what we would see in the playoffs was Clinton, Perkins, Tyron. Obviously, both started slow. Clinton down 14-0 instantly. Perkins couldn't get anything going down 13-6.5 against Clinton. They won 39-24. Perkins, Hall came out at halftime and put it on Perkins. So... They're going to be fine in the playoffs. They obviously got some injuries to deal with right now. Mount St. Mary's is a good week, too. They have, I mean, there's nothing to lose. Uh, they've already clinched the district. That's first place there, so they already have their playoff seed. So they can just get healthy, get ready for the playoffs this week, which should be their main goal. And I think that's going to wrap it up. For Thank you for listening to the solo pod of Charger Overtime. We'll see you next time.